for a blessing in the house of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I want to thank God for every one of you. Thank God for an atmosphere of worship. The Bible said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. Let me encourage you every time you get a chance to be in the house of the Lord, always come with a spirit of worship. Amen, somebody. I want to say thank you to all of you for the role that you play to minister to all of our families that are in bereavement. Thank you for supporting the Wilsons. Thank you for praying for them. Our sister, Berth Williams, we are grateful, grateful for being there for your family. Also, I want to say thank you for those of you that supported the Mitchells. We appreciate every one of you. It is very important to me that when we come Sunday morning to give God the glory, we should also be there every day of the week for families in this church that need our support. Let me encourage you also to continue to pray for these families. Even though the home going is over, but we need you to continue to pray for them. Amen, somebody? We're glad to see Pastor meet you back with us. We appreciate you. Thank you for your presence. We love you and we're lifting you up in our prayers. Glad to see some of our guests here, Sister Bookman. We're so honored to have you. Thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Do we have any guests, any other guests in the house? I don't want to miss anyone. I see your hand. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you, man. We love you. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for all of our guests this morning. What a mighty God we serve. And glad to see Pastor. I saw Pastor Greg Tinney here. And Pastor Reed. Any other pastors? We are just so grateful that we can come together and worship the Lord. And thanks to all of our musicians, pastor, sister, we appreciate you. Amen. I see that uh, our university is well represented. Our coach, Zachary, is in the drums there. Amen. Brother Orlando Wodges on the organ, we thank you. I'm believing God that we will have a partnership 
they asked me how long I'm going to be at the university. I say, when I achieve the partnership, I'm believing God that we will have a time that all the minister students will be here teaching and preaching. Okay, just a few blocks. We might as well take advantage of that. All their musicians, all their professors, they should be here serving the Lord. Amen. Black and white. Open your mouth, shout amen to that. That's what the kingdom of God would look like. Then I told them, then I will retire. <laughs> amen. I told them I don't have to be there. <laughs> but I'm on a mission. Will you help me thank God for all these guests in the house? What a blessing. Let's all get up. We had a great worship. Thank God for our choir and worship team. Amen. To God be the glory. And let's walk around and say hello to one another. And then when we come back, the choir will sing one more song. And then we will minister the word. What a fellowship. What a joy. of the Mitchells are also here. We thank God for you, Jamal, and Brother Sherelle, Shalanda, all of you. That's, that's what the heart of God is. 
men and women worshiping together. Again, I say thank you for a wonderful family and friends day. It was glorious here. Thank you for just coming out to celebrate our Lord and Savior. And we came out to celebrate our families and our friends. Let us not be weary in well-doing. There is a due season. It will come if we faint not. And thanks to all of you that went with us to Monroe, Louisiana. Everywhere we go, we leave a footprint. That Zion Hill is a blessing to our generation. We thank you for that. Choir, will you please come?
It is always a joy. I come every Sunday, the choir stand is full. And when you open your mouth, the devil begins to run. And that is what it's all about. We thank God for you. It's not enough to sing. You've got to make impact. And we are grateful, grateful for our praise worship team under the leadership of Sister Gail Washington. Amen. And of course, our sanctuary choir under the leadership of Sister Shirley Williams. Everybody in this ministry, you have what we call a ministry corner. Ministry is like a blanket. And so what the Lord told me to do is to empower the people to do the work of the ministry. So whatever corner you're located, make sure that your area is well taken care of. We don't want to be looking for you. We don't want to be worrying about whether you're going to be ready or not to whom much is given, much is required. What I love about this church is that we have so many weapons that we can fire the enemy so he doesn't have a chance. And don't become stagnated. So there's a big world out there. I was sharing this with Brother Sherelle Mitchell. He said, your ministry ought to be growing. If I preach the same way I preached last year, I'm a failure. So you have to constantly reinvent yourself. I was with the Delta sorority last night, and they asked me to share briefly about success with some young men that were successful. They're going through the uh, passage of life that we call manhood. One of, one of the things I told them is that all they need to do is to learn to be an eagle or a lion and you will succeed. Success is not that difficult. And I told them one thing about the eagles, they don't eat dead meats. So any church that's just doing the same old, same old thing, that's dead meat. Eagles always eat fresh meat. So we need new ideas in this community. We need fresh ideas. I don't care the name of the church. You can walk in and you can tell whether it's just religion or whether the spirit of God is in the house. So do your part. There's somebody over the usher's ministry there's somebody over the greatest. There's somebody over the radio and television. 
So the pastor cannot do all of these things. But he will train you, he will empower you, he will pray for you. He will be there to support whatever God is leading you to do. But at the end of the day, you've got to hold your side of the blanket. All minds clear? And we are winning. We are making a difference. Everywhere I show up, I walk with my head up tall. We can open any door in this community because they know that this church is making a difference. Will you help me thank God for that blessing? That's what it's all about. Amen. If you have your Bible today, we're going to do what we call exegesis in ministry. That means we have to look at every detail of a passage. So open your Bible to the book of St. Mark, chapter 11. And we're going to read verses 2, verse 3. 2 and 3. Mark 11, verses number 2 and verse 3. Thank you, Sun Crew, way back there. We appreciate you all. Amen. Mark 11, verse 2 and 3. The Bible said, and he, talking about Jesus Christ, he said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you. As soon as you be entered into that village, you shall find a coat. And that coat is tied up. And that coat, no man has ever sat on it. Lose him and bring him unto Jesus. And if any man asks you and say, Why do you do what you're doing? Please say unto those people, The Lord has need of that coat. And straight away he sent them. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for this special day. In about a week from now, we will witness your resurrection. Lord, we say thank you. If you had not come to this planet Earth, we would be in big trouble. Our religion could not save us. But you left your home in glory to see about people like us. We say thank you. Not only did you come and die for our sins, you said if we ask anything in your name, it shall be done unto us. Somebody under the sound of my voice in need of your help this morning. 
We need help physically. We need help emotionally. And Lord, we need help spiritually. Have your way in this house. Touch us one more time. Lord, I pray for your anointing upon this world. Without you anointing me to proclaim your word, we're just making noise. Lord, I pray that you will use your servant to be a blessing and not a curse. Lord, I pray that you will bless your people, not only to be hearers, but to be doers. Whatever question is in this house this morning, Lord, we know you have the answer. Lord, we ask that you would help us, help our unbelief, heal our body, save our soul, renew us one more time. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It is in Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I just want to share with us briefly on the subject title, you need to praise your way out. I don't know what you need to praise your way out of. But if you're paying attention to your own life, to your own situation, your own circumstance. This day, the prescription from the Holy Spirit is that you learn to preach your way out. In the calendar of God, today is what we call Palm Sunday. To put it in another way, is the Sunday before the resurrection. I can preach there because you need to notice that this event called Palm Sunday is recorded in every gospel. It's a Mark, it's a Matthew, it's a Mark. It's also in St. John. That ought to tell you how important this day is in the calendar of God. What happened that day, you need to remind yourself. Basically, Jesus was near Jerusalem. It's like you traveling and you are close to Washington, D.C., the capital of the United States. Jerusalem was the focus point for Israel back time. And specifically, the Bible said he was at a village nearby Jerusalem called Bethany. And then he go as far as Mount Olive. And right there he stopped. I hope you're following this story. And when he stopped, he gave instructions to his disciples. He said, gentlemen, 
I want you all to go to the next town. And when you get there, you're going to find a coat. Some gospel call it an ass. Some, some gospel call it a donkey. But according to St. Mark's account, it was a cold. I deliberately choose that because I don't want to shock you to come here and say, God needs your eyes. So I don't want to mess up your religion. So I deliberately chose the account in St. Mark. And bless God. He told them when you find that colt, you will find him at a crossroad. And then he said, that colt is tied up there. Go there, untie the colt. In other words, lose the colt. And bring that colt to me. In the presence of you doing that, if somebody asks you, why are you doing that? Then tell that person, the Lord has need of that coat. Loose him and bring him unto me. So the disciples went. And sure enough, they found the coat at a crossroad, just like Jesus said. And bless God, they saw the cold was tied up. And sure enough, as they were trying to untie the cold, somebody showed up. He said, hey, man, what you all doing? And they told him, the Lord has need of that cold. And the colt was released, and they brought the colt to Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ got on it, and he rode that colt all the way to Jerusalem. And as he was coming into town, young children, women, men, everybody began to shout. This is where their praise kicks in. They were shouting and they were spreading palm trees, palm branches along the road. And bless God, they were shouting the word, Osana, Osana. So when I come here to say you need to learn to praise your way out, it is from what happened in this passage. There are many things that you are patching together. There are many things that you are trying to fix on your own. But what you need to do is to press your way out of it. I can close my book and go home. But I want to do a little more to help all of us to live free from the attack of the enemy. And you may say you are too sophisticated to be shouting. It's not a coincidence that I walk in this morning 
and the whole house was giving God praise. The worship team, the choir, the congregation, the musician, everybody was excited about the Lord. That was not a coincidence. The Holy Spirit had master planned that long before any of us arrived this morning. If you don't get anything out of this worship experience, know that things will come. Things may happen that you cannot handle on your own. But you need to learn to press your way out of it. You need to learn to press your way out of difficulties. You need to learn to press your way out of trouble when player haters show up on your job you need to learn to press your way out when the devil refuses to leave you alone get your pam pam on and press your way out of it are you still here and please notice one thing about the word of God. And that is that when you're pressing your way out of situation, you are celebrating the person who can fix the situation. The Bible says, is there anything too hard for God? And then the Bible answers its own question. It says, absolutely nothing is too hard for God. I can make a confession to you that every day I, I face a situation that is beyond my control. The devil always shows his ugly head to derail the plan and purpose of God in our lives. But I've learned this simple principle. If it works for David, it will work for you. There is something called the key of David. And that's your praise. And notice something else. Because I'm a theologian, my my job is to break it down. Say, how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless God send them? While we are preparing for crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and we are preparing ourselves for resurrection of Jesus Christ. But notice, before you have a resurrection, you ought to have a celebration. Many problems won't go away until you first learn to celebrate God. In other words, you don't wait until the battle is over. Right now, you can shout. You can praise God on credit. Yes, Jesus knew in matters of few days, he's going to be crucified. 
he was, he's going to pay a horrible price for the sin of men and the sin of women of this world. But he had the courage in the midst of that. It takes faith to be able to praise God in the face of the devil. Many of us, what we do instead, we fold in. We fold our arms. We fold our heart, our spirit. And the devil sees the opportunity to slap you around. So we need to learn to praise God anyhow. Say amen to that. Tell your neighbor it's time to celebrate. No matter what you're going through right now. No matter what you are facing right now. Learn to celebrate God. If you learn to celebrate God, your celebration will provoke a resurrection in your life. All minds clear? Now, we need to get into more details. I'm taking my time to break down the word of God to everybody's understanding. Notice, Jesus said to those people, his disciples, he said there is a cold out there. That cold is tied up. Let me tell you where that cold is located. It's at a crossroad. And no man had rode on it. Question, how does he know all those details? Because he was in another city. It's like me here standing in Pineville, Louisiana now, and I'm telling you everything that is going on right now in Lafayette. How does he know there is a cult out there? How does he know the exact location the cult is? How does he know that that cult is tied up? How does he know that that cult, no man has ridden on it? Ladies and gentlemen, what I can observe as a theologian is that he knew the history of that cult. He knew the circumstance of that code. The message for you and me is that God knows what you are dealing with right now. I can shout all day just knowing that what I'm dealing with privately, he knows. What you're going through right now what you're dealing with right now, your health report, the MOR, or any other report out there, God knows. He knows what you're going through on your job. He knows what you're going through in your relationship. Pastors, he knows what you're dealing with in your ministry. Sometimes we go through things that you can't tell nobody. 
but it's good to know that God knows. Not only did he know where the cult is tied, he knows also the condition of that cult. When he talks about that cult is not just there, that location, that cult is tied up. Another message that I see in that passage is that somebody here today is tied up. I know everybody look pretty. I know everybody is well dressed. I know colognes and deodorant is flying all over the building. You all smell good. That's why we have meat and greet. It's a time for you to smell some cologne, some perfume. Man, the other day, I don't know what is wrong with me. I Googled it. I said, tell me, Mr. Google, the best perfume in the world. And sure enough, here comes the list. I noticed the one I'm using is not on the list. I'm trying to help somebody. Sometimes you got to, you got to know your pastor, how they think. So I said, the devil is alive. So I told God, Lord, you've been so good to me. I would not be representing you going around with cheap cologne. So without my wife looking, I go on the internet and say, send me one of these. When I saw the bill, I said, ha! <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, somebody here tied up, tangled up. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? You'll be amazed how many of you shouting this morning, but you are tied up with alcohol. You'll be amazed how many child of God is tied up in pornography. Ain't nobody shouting now. You will be amazed how many people here, they're tied up in drugs. Tied up. Tangled up. You've been crying. How long do I have to deal with this? You're trying to free yourself, but you couldn't get loose. You'll be amazed how many people are tied up in illicit sex. You'll be amazed how many people are tied up in gambling. Little things that we take for granted, but the enemy will have you and me tied up so that we cannot make progress in life. People see you and they think they know you. But they don't know behind the smile 
is a man, a woman that is tied up and struggling. They think you're free. They talk about with living a free country. But you know deep within, you've been tied up. Just because somebody is smiling. Deep on the inside, you are frowning. Deep on the inside, you are crying. Deep on the inside, you wish somebody will understand that you've been tied up. I got some good news. Somebody shout good news. The good news is that Jesus knows when nobody seems to understand what you're going through. Oh, it's good to know that Jesus knows. What did he know from this passage? This is what preachers do. We pay attention to details. And the Lord allowed me to go to law school. Law school is all about reading and paying attention to details. The devil is in the details. The Lord knows exactly that you are tied up. The Lord knows that your smile is funny. The Lord knows that your shout ain't real. The Lord knows exactly where you are tied up. Not just that you are tied up, but where, what area of your life. If you would trust him today, he will untie what the devil has tangled up. And I can hear the Holy Spirit say, not only untie him, loose him. And let him go. You, I wish I have time to preach to you that Lazarus in the grave, he was wearing her grave clothes. He was bound he was tied up. No devil can tie you up when God loses you. Oh, I feel like shouting already. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know that Jesus knows what you're going through. Another thing I need to call to your attention is look where he was located. The Bible says this colt was tied up, tangled up at a crossroad. By the way, just using common sense, when you are in the middle of the road, the devil can knock you any moment. Nobody in their right mind go in the middle of the road and stand. You trust every driver passing by. You cannot do that. In the spirit, a crossroad means a place of decision. 
You're at a point, you try, should I take this one? Or should I take that one? Should I marry Brother Baba? Or should I marry Ray Ray? I'm trying to help somebody today. Both of them look good. Both of them have Jerry Curl. And both of their Jerry Curl is dripping. I feel my head coming. Both of them say they love me. But now which one? Somebody's at a crossroad on their job. Now you got a good job, but there's another door being opened. You don't know if it's God opening the door for you. You don't know if the devil is trying to mess up where you are. Tied up! At a crossroad. A place of decision. At times, you cannot make the right decisions because of the people you are surrounded with. One of the things I shared with those young men yesterday, be careful who you hang around. I told them, I am not here to talk about theories. I'm living in that idea. You can be successful. You can be very successful. But there are principles that you got to follow. And I told them, be careful who you surround yourself with. Misery loves company. I'm trying to help somebody today. Ladies and gentlemen, Notice what's going on here. God knows what you're dealing with, and God cares. He could have passed by and don't say a word. I'll be honest with you, there are some things I know, but I won't say one word. Because I know if I open my mouth, then I will open another kind of worm. You ever been in that situation? You know your best of friend is in a mess. But you know if you say something about it, then the mess will become your mess. And so guess what you do? You zip. <laughs> you mind your own business. But all we serve a God that cares enough that you can cast all your cares upon him, knowing that he cared for you. It's good to know God cares. The Bible said, even the little lilies, he cared for them. The Bible said, even the little hair on your head, they are all numbers. He knows. The Bible said he cared for even little sparrows. Am I still in the book? Well, if God cared for the little sparrows, 
you are to know he cares for you. Say amen to that. Give God the praise for that. I love it that God cared for the little thing. I know I don't deserve nothing. But it's good to know God cares. Sometimes I wake up in the morning just to thank him. Woke you up this morning. Somebody say thank you. He never let you sleep too late. Somebody say thank you. He put food on your table. Somebody shout thank you. Put clothes on your back. Somebody shout thank you. He put roof over your head. Somebody shout thank you. He kept you from harm and dangers. Am I right about it? There are all kinds of crazy people shooting people. But somehow, someway, you're still in the land of the living. Somebody shout thank you. Let you make it home even when you are drunk. Hey, somebody shout thank you. God bless your family. He bless your mama. He bless your daddy. He bless your brothers. Do I have a witness in the house? He bless your sister. He bless your children. Somebody shout thank you. You couldn't do it on your own. You're not holy enough to maintain all the blessing. But God in his grace and mercy. He looked beyond my fault. And still taking of me, taking care of me every day. Somebody shout thank you. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my strength. Thank you for taking care of me. When the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of all who am I preaching to this morning, open your mouth, shout thank you. You've been so good to me. Is there anybody here that experienced God in these little things that most people take for granted? I got up this morning. I went to bed about 4 a.m. I got up this morning. The alarm didn't do that. They can call this body guard. He called me to wake me up. I didn't hear the Negro. But God in his grace. He woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. Give me strength to walk around. Ain't nobody have to fix my hair this morning. Ain't nobody have to feed me this morning. I got up and get up and walk around on my own. Open your mouth, shout, thank you. I have to learn to say thank you. He's been a good God. 
I said he's been a good God. I don't care how much you think of yourself. If it has not been for the Lord, you have a witness in the house. If it has not been for the Lord, who was on your side? You and I, we don't have a chance. Amen, somebody. Then I got to tell you something. When we talk about being tied up, I don't know if you all can handle this, but sometimes God himself will tie you up. Because many times we think the devil tied people up. But sometimes when God has a plan for when God has a purpose for your life, he'll tie you up until the time is ready. Some of you, the only reason why doors are not opening for you right now is because God has tied you up. He has a better plan. He has a better purpose. I don't care how long you can murmur about it. I don't care how long you complain. God will tie you up for his own purpose. Are you all see here? Here you are. You made up your mind. When I grow up, I'm going to Chicago. Pastor, when I get out of school, I'm heading to California. But the Bible says, many are the plans of men. But it is God's purpose that will prevail. Some of you right now, you probably don't even like your job. But God tie you up right there. Until he's ready to use you. Learn to be content. I don't care how much you fuss about it. I don't care how long you have pity party. I don't care how long you scream and yell. When God has a plan for your life, guess what he would do? He tie you up for his own purpose. Amen. See, people that don't understand God, this is theology, you know. Many preachers, they only talk about God losing you from God. But they never tell you that sometimes he tied you up. Ain't no shame in my game. I had no desire, no plan to live in a little town called Pineville. It was not in my agenda. But God knows what you need. I tell people in the past, money is waiting for you at the place of your assignment. One of my sons in the law was trying to leave his church. He said, Pastor, there's no progress here. I want to be like you. I need to get out of here. I said, son, God has tied your behind up. To prepare you 
to train you. Stay right where you are until your change comes. I thank God that he tied me up. My plan, my family plan was we're going to make this place, Reverend, a transition. We even have a timetable, a calendar. Six months. I said, we are done. We're going to a big city. I don't want to be a king in a little pond. So I fix it. But God showed up and tied me. I see myself like the cold. Tied up for his glory. Tied up for his plan. Tied up for his purpose. You will never make it in life. Until God hold you up. For his plan. For his purpose. My brother Creflo, he always tell me, why? Why Pineville? What are you doing in Louisiana? There's plenty of opportunity. Atlanta is the place for people like you. What's wrong with your head? Tied up! Many of you right now, God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly what you're dealing with. But God has tied you. Allow him to mold you. It's like the potter's wheel. You get on that wheel and the wheel is spinning. Sometimes you don't even know how you're going to make it. But you are. there is a potter who is making a change in your life, molding you and shaping you. Stay on the wheel. It is a painful thing when your own children comes to you. Daddy, you're better than this. Why? Why? Why you stay here? Why can't we move? What's the hold up? But when God get ready to, to use you, he will tie you up. I got some good news. Somebody shout good news. Who would have thought in one verse you could see all this? That's what being a theologian is all about. The good news is that even when you are tied up, when God get ready to use you, he will untie. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. You say, why am I still in this marriage? Why am I still dealing with this crisis? What is wrong with me? I am better than this. You're never going to be happy until you stay in God's hand. Until you stay on the potter's wheel. I've got to hurry up and finish because I know this 
It's time for the next service. You know, but the reason why God tied you up is so you don't crash the car. Sometimes we will tie you up so that you don't act crazy. Some of you would have been in jail right now. But for God who tie you up. Sometimes God will tie you up until the time is right. And if you don't like it and you're trying to break loose, you will never be happy. Nothing will work. Your money will be funny. You're working on a career. You have nothing to show for it. Because you have not learned to be content. You've not learned to allow God to lead you and guide you along the way. And the reason why you're bouncing your head in every corner is because God now have you tied up. Is there anybody here that can relate to what I'm preaching about this morning? I want somebody knows what it means to be tied up. I want you to have enough, enough faith this morning to praise your way out. See, here you are, you're trying to move. Your praise. I say your praise can untangle every hold up in your life. Job said, though he slay me, yet I'm going to trust him. I know some people are looking at you and they're wondering, how can you be praising God like you do this morning? They know your story. They know what you've been through. But you have to tell them, Though he slay me. Yet. There's something we call hallelujah anyhow. Don't let your trouble get you down. Don't let your circumstance fool you. The faith of God in you will cause you to get up in the morning. Go to a job that you don't even care for. And still say, Lord, I thank you. Stuck in a relationship that you know in your knowing, this is not good for me. But you know, deep down within, this too shall pass. Hallelujah. Anyhow. You have situation that is beyond your control. Learn to praise your way out. Let me say this in conclusion. Your friends think they know you, but they don't. Folks in the church house, they think they know you, but they don't. So, but when you look back over your life, keep it real now. 
and you see people, your friends, who are loosed, and you see what happened to them, then you say, Lord, I'm so glad that you tackled I've been there. I thought I was being punished. I thought I was having a hard time. But when I look back over my life and see what could have happened, what should have happened, the things that almost happened, I say, Lord, thank you. Oh, I wish I had time to preach. I was in college, you know, and everybody got a student loan. That's the normal. I'm just giving you an example. The Bible is not complicated. And I applied, denied, denied. You know why I was denied? Because I was not an American citizen. I didn't qualify for any, any Pell Grant. I didn't qualify for any loan. I have to work for every penny. And every day I cry. Because I thought God was not good to me. I serve and say, this is difficult. I had no wife, no children, no help from anybody. I had to look to God. I did not know God was preparing me. Eventually, when we all graduate, I was struggled through school. I struggled. Now, all my friends that got all those notes, now they have to pay. Now what? Now they owe thousands. Some of them owe as much as $100,000. When I graduate, I owe zero. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Maybe where you are, you are tied up and you're feeling sorry for yourself. You think God has forgotten you, but everything the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. I got to stop. I'm not finished, but I got to stop. Somebody's here this morning. I said to you by faith, when God get ready to use you, he will lose you. Now notice something about this coat now. Nobody has ever ride on it. In theology, that means that coat is a wild animal. You know, the problem is in church today, Many of us, we are wild. For God to use you, you have to surrender yourself. He said, bring him. If anybody asks you, what's, what you doing with this call? Let them know the Lord has need of me. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the Holy Spirit sent me to tell you, God needs you. God wants to ride on you. 
You're wild. You're acting crazy. But as wild as you are, God needs you. As crazy as Saul of Tarsus was a wild animal. But God met him on the road to Damascus. He said, son, why are you kicking against the brain? I need you. I want you. You are the perfect fit. That gentleman ended up writing two-thirds of the New Testament. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I'm going to ask all of you to stand. And if you are that man, you know in your knowing that God wants to use you. You know in your knowing that the hand of the Lord is upon you. You know in your knowing that you are tied up. He wants to lose you so he can ride on you. I came to church one day. I didn't know what was going on. I think it was Black History. We were celebrating. And the choir began to say, Ride on King Jesus. No man can hinder you. Well, let me break it down to your understanding. It has nothing to do with Black History. It has everything to do with you surrendering your life and let God sit on you and ride you. Nobody has rode on you before. You live in a free country. You do your own thing. You go where you want to go. You do what you want to do. But if you will allow God, I hear the Spirit say, lose him, bring him to me. I need you. I wish I could hang out with you and testify. The day I tell God, any way you want to use me, have your way. My life has never been the same. I invite somebody now. If you want to say yes, Lord, I'm hearing the Lord say, who can I send? Who will go for me? And if you're that man, if you're that woman, find your way to the altar. I want to pray with you. Somebody is to stand.
up your hands. The spirit of the living God is in this place. I can hear him say, from this day forward, your life will never be the same again. This is a moment in our life when we, when we let go and let God. God wants to use you. God wants to ride you. And if God is riding you, the anointing upon Jesus is upon you. I pray the same God who started the good work in you, he will finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. Did you know when God is riding you, you will have no need for anything? Did you know when God is riding on your back, you will never be hungry or thirsty again? Did you know when God is riding on your back, all of the heaven's power is on your life? Father, I pray for the touch of the master. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch your people this morning. I didn't know what I was doing. I never even saw myself as a pastor of materials. If you can use anybody, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use us. Lord, we pray for miracles along the way. I pray, oh God, for breakthroughs along the way, oh God. Paul said, my God shall supply all of my needs. You're a rich God, you're a blessed God. As we surrender our life to you, have your way in our home. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our family, Lord. Have your way in our marriage, Lord. Glorify yourself in our lives. Lord, I pray that your anointing will rest upon everyone under the sound of my voice this morning. For some, the enemy has tied us up with sickness, with diseases, with concerns, emotional disturbance. I decree and declare today, loose him. Let him go. Loose her. Let her go. God has need of you and God is ready to untie everything that is tied up, everything that is tangled up, so that you can be used mightily for his glory. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. It shall be well with you. I said it shall be well with you. It is so. In Jesus' name.
Somebody yes. shout amen. amen. Come on now, shout amen. Yes, Open your mouth, shout amen. Touch the pastor as he poured his heart out this morning, Lord. Father God, that you would strengthen him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, Father God. I speak a fresh anointing. Hey, glory. Hey, glory. I speak. I speak a fresh anointing upon him, Lord. From the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. I speak strength to his body, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for him, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in his ministry. Lord, we just ask continue to use him to the glory of God. Father God, as we get ready to journey back home, Father God, we ask you to lead us, guide us, and protect us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, don't let us leave like we came, Lord God. But Lord God, help us, Lord, to have a new outlook in life, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. Come on, open up your mouth. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that I'm loose this morning. I thank you that I'm free this morning. And I thank you that I'm rising up this morning. In the name of Jesus, we give you the honor. We give you the praise. If you're free this morning, if you're untied this morning, you ought to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I glorify you. Lord, I magnify you. In Jesus' name. Hey, hey, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you and God keep you. In Jesus' name, amen.
The pastor, amen, and sister Jordan would be up front. You want to greet them, praise the Lord. You can come up at this time. Glory to God.